Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Battleground Podcast. This is a podcast all about professional wrestling. Join Battle and Eli as they break down what's going on in the world of professional wrestling with special guests including some of your favorite wrestling superstars. You never know who's gonna stop by. Now making their way to the microphones, give it up for the greatest podcast team in the world, Battle and Eli. up you guys it is time for another episode of the weekly professional wrestling podcast we like to call the battleground podcast along with me my tag team partner this is battle and i've got eli with me what's up eventually i will figure out how to intro this this uh show the correct way like everybody else does i mean i kind of like going into it blind you know like not only do the listeners not know what it's gonna be like we don't know what it's gonna be we just no, kinda... we never know what it's going to be, and uh, we just kind of go off the cuff, and just that's how we intro the show. You don't know how we're going to intro it, but that's the fun part about this show is you never know what you're going to get on the show, especially with uh, what's going on right now in the world with uh, the coronavirus kind of shutting down a lot of things. I know uh, Nashville's kind of got a, a, a shutdown for the next 14 days uh, that that was announced. Um Man, it's 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 a crazy time. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't really have anything dead. It's it's no. just a very interesting time right now. It is a very interesting time, and uh, let's just kind of just jump right into just kind of talking about wrestling because we don't want to sit here all day long and talk about how we're just kind of you know quarantined in our house. Which, by the way, I did start playing uh, the Blair Witch last night on Xbox. Mm. Um. It's actually a pretty good game. Uh, yeah, I heard, heard good things about it. Um, I have a PS4, and I literally haven't turned it on in over a year. So, um, I, just, I was uh, at, at the time, if you go back a year ago, I was that's when I was still doing two podcasts, so I just didn't really have a lot of time. Yeah, and uh, I was sitting there, and I was like, well, they're self-quarantined, and Xbox put out a thing where it's like their gamer pass. It's right now for you can get it for a dollar a month and then it goes up to like $14.99 and you can play all these unlimited games. So Blair Witch was on one of them and we were playing it last night and I had my my 12 year old with me and we were playing it upstairs in the in the man cave bonus room, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, you know what, let's let's turn all the lights off in the house and play this. And of course, this is like 1130, 12 o'clock last night. And one scene got him and he's like, well, I'm going to bed. So I was like, come on, kid. Yeah, they did, um, I think it was called Alien Isolation that came out a couple uh-huh. years ago. And it was the same kind of thing. Like, it's like you're watching a horror movie. And, I mean, the jumps were like, I couldn't I couldn't play it in the dark. I'd have to leave a light on. So <laughs> There Some was of- one, I don't remember what game it was, but I remember it was like on the PS4 that came out. And it was like, you just kind of ran in circles in a room, in a house. And there was all these jumps. I don't remember what the game was, but I was like, uh, I'm not going to play this anymore. I'm a grown man and I don't need to have nightmares tonight. So, right. 
Um, but yeah, so let's let's kind of address the elephant in the room. Everybody's talking about it uh, this past Wednesday night. We got two big things from AEW. We got Brody Lee's appearance as the Exalted One, which everybody pointed their fingers thinking it was Matt Hardy. Um, but then later in the evening, we did get Matt Hardy's appearance with AEW, which didn't take very long for him to sign with the company. Yeah, I, I thought it was good the way they did it. Um, you and I have talked about it. I, th- I thought thought hardy being the exalted one was a little too obvious you know kind of played right right into his broken character a little too much so i was kind of glad that they um you know went a different direction and um you know they did the teases they did you know raven was in the audience at one point and they heavily teased christopher daniels and now it looks like Brody lee and christopher daniels are gonna fight but um i think they've built this up for a while like I don't think it's quite, you know, I don't think it got to like a Bray Wyatt kind of level with like the the Firefly Funhouse and all that stuff, no, you know, yet. but I, I think it got enough to where people were talking and like, man, who is this going to be? You know, like, oh, I just saw Raven. Like, is that him? Like, you know, I think it got enough people talking and I think Luke Harper <clears throat> kind of deserves a kind of a big push right out of the gate. Um just because, you know, a lot of people, he's always on a lot of people's like most underrated list. And, you know, he kind of, you know, he was kind of involved in the main event a couple years ago. And I think that really opened people's out like, oh, wow. Like Luke Harper's like freaking really going, you know. And the fact he can actually wrestle too. And that's, that's the thing. He's not just a big, tall, big guy. He can actually wrestle. Yeah. He can actually do moves and flips and stuff. And, um, so, you know, I, I think his story is like a lot of people's story. Unfortunately, they just, you know, booked him wrong in WWE, didn't know what to do with him, yada, yada, yada. So um, Got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, so I think this will be a much better fit. Um, Hardy, obviously, I don't think anyone was surprised um, this happened. Um, he he mentioned talking to NWA and all this and all this, and that's not to say that he, he won't, you know, do something with them, but... Now that he's officially signed with AEW, it does make it a little harder. But, um, but yeah. So I guess um, I mean he's just thrown into it right off, you know, right out of the gate. He's he's aligning with the elite and going to battle against the inner circle. So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, yeah, and then you know we were going to talk about this, but um, AEW did almost double the ratings of NXT. Oh, it was it was crazy numbers. I'm looking at uh, what Brian Alvarez put out, and it was AEW 932,000, NXT 542,000. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. I mean, I even <clears throat> Wednesday when it was going on, or the next day or something, I asked everyone in the group like, "So what happened in NXT?" Like. Who watched that? And no one. They're like, oh, no, we were watching AEW. <laughs> so. Right. And the, the thing that I liked about AEW was, you know, the fact that they put the wrestlers in the crowd. So the wrestlers are interacting. So, like, you know, you had MJF and Sean Spears. Like, the chemistry between those two right there, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, if they don't put those two as a tag team together... I think that'll be great for them. And then, you know, they're all about the stable. So it's like you have Warlow, MJF, Sean Spears, Tully. There's your four people. And then they can go after the Nightmare with Arn Anderson. So there, there's your setting that up, which I wouldn't be surprised if that happens later down the road. Yeah. But if it does happen, you heard it here first on our show. So they stole our idea. So we're going to need some money from that. Please and thank you. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, just watching them 
interact with the crowd and you know Sammy Guevara just proved it again why he's a, he's going to be a superstar one of these days just him singing you know Judas and watching Jericho try not to break character in there and it's like you know that was great and then you know Sean Spears and MJF doing bets and MJF sitting there drinking wine and everybody just having a good time but flip side of that you can also see that if somebody let's say that somebody got COVID-19 at their their roster or whatever you know there could be the thing of they think oh well AEW was reckless by putting everybody there yeah I mean I don't know it seems to me that that AEW got a lot of high marks um for their kind of empty arena uh show you know doing it in front of an empty crowd and i thought that the the wrestlers really did add to it um it was kind of funny to see like you know joe janela was there and you know everybody you mentioned sunny kiss yeah and um when they had the um is that your neighbor's car um that is my neighbor's uh, weed eater. I thought it was mine at first. I thought yeah. it was somebody in my neighborhood. No, that's his weed eater. So he's uh, oh he's getting to it. Um, <laughs> well, today's the perfect day to do that. I guess a little chilly, but hey, man, go crazy. But um, yeah, when they had um, uh, whatever the match was, it was um, I can't remember if it was both best friends against Lucha Brothers or if it was one on one. I can't remember what the match was, but uh, Orange was at the commentary table and he was like falling asleep, you know, on the air and stuff like stuff like that is just incredible. And then he did that hands in his pocket suicide dive thing onto him. And, um, and then the best friends did the, they attempted to do the hug, but then it was like, nope, nope, nope. Can't do that. We're going to elbow it. Yeah. I mean, they had uh, Colt slapped Kip Saban square in the face. So that's probably setting up something. So yeah, it was pretty solid. I mean, even, I think even if it was in a full arena, I think that would have been a solid show, you know, but they um, still made it exciting and fun with, you know, no one in the audience. And, you know, you always talk, you always hear wrestlers talk about, um, you know, coming out and getting that pop and, and just feeding off the crowd and all the energy and all this and all that. And it's like, well, cool, well, let's take that away and see what happens, you know. So I think... Um, Obviously, I didn't watch NXT, but um, I imagine AEW did a better job with it, um, and it appears the ratings reflect that. So, and you know, the one thing of taking the, the crowd away is, like you just mentioned, you miss the pop, but also the thing is, is you can you you will notice more of the botched moves because there's not all these people they can just pan to and this that and the other. Like the other night on Raw on three sixteen day, you know. Austin hit two stunners on Street Profits, but one of them was a complete, like, didn't even kick him, and you completely saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that's the tough part of not having a crowd in there. It's, you know, you there's not a way to feed off of it. The wrestlers can't, you know, be like, oh, this is good, this is bad, let's go home, it's time to go home. Yeah. You know. And I'm sure it messes their timing up, too, because, I mean, if you're, you know, doing spots where you're getting heavily booed, and then you know, the other guy starts taking it over and then they start cheering. And it's like, I think that probably messes up the timing too. So, but, um, but I mean, I, I commend them for at least trying to keep this stuff going while everything's shut down. Um, I, you know, obviously that first, 
AEW was really, really good. So we'll, you know, and then they, um, I guess there was some number you could text and then they text you back or something. I don't know. But, um, if you did that, they sent you a, a, a picture or something and it, it basically Cody's fighting Jimmy Havoc this coming Wednesday. And, um, I know a lot of people on online were talking about, you know, they're really excited. Uh, Jimmy Havoc's one of those guys that was kind of a big announcement, or at least he was a big name when they announced they were signing him, and then he hasn't really been used that much. Right. And that could be, a, you know, kind of what happened with Joey Janela. It could be just they already had indie dates booked, and they're, you know, just out working those dates. I mean, we're not sure what it is, but um, I think that'll be a good one. Um, I think they're two way different styles, you know? Um, so I think that'll be a good match. So, um, so yeah, AEW just rolling along, man. And that's, that's the thing I like about AEW is they're not afraid to take a risk. Um, unlike WWE, which is, is very afraid to kind of go outside the norm, which brings me to our next topic of the fact that, WrestleMania, of course, we all know that WrestleMania is not going down in Tampa. So what does WWE do to recoup the money that they lost is by selling merchandise that says, I wasn't there. Too big for one night. WrestleMania shirts. Yeah. And, and I like, they start at $27.99, by the way. I mean... I mean, the, the shirt that just says, I was there, that's kind of there that's kind of iconic you know um i almost got one when i was in new orleans for wrestlemania but they didn't have my size so lucky break but um yeah i mean he they're gonna have to do a lot to try to recoup this because I, I think i sent you the thing i think it was like what 25 or 27 million dollars they make on the on wrestlemania yeah, give or take and that's just i think that's like the profit i think they make more than that but then they you know have to pay out expenses and stuff so um yeah i i i think a lot of the insiders were like vince is gonna have to cancel this you know and um i think a lot of people that have been watching it were had they knew there was no way that he was gonna do that and um right and i remember there was like some rumors that potentially you know they could you know, finagle it to where it canceled at the performance center. So then they could move it to MSG in June. Mm -hmm. And I knew that like when Tampa was talking about, well, if, you know, if, if they don't do it voluntarily, we're going to shut it down for them. I knew when it got to those kind of talks that it was like, okay, this is going to be serious. We're about to shut it down. Right. So then obviously them scrambling and going to the performance center was kind of, you know, they did it before they got called on it. So, but it'll be interesting to see what really happens because whatever date that you text me when they, when you heard about that with going to Madison square garden, they've got shows booked that day. So it would have to be a different date than that one specifically. But, uh, right. MSG's already booked that day. So, um, who knows? I mean, we're, we're in the, we're in the dark, like everyone else listening. We have no idea what's going on. So, Oh, yeah, I did. I did say this though. I text you this though. But you know, there's all these rumors about them selling off their pay per view rights, and there was even like a, you know, a pipe dream about putting it on Fox for free, kind of like the Super Bowl, and then them recouping all the ad money and stuff, which would have been amazing. But 
I, I text battle and was like, how funny would it have been if they made this huge deal with somebody? And then the first WrestleMania was this one, you know, empty arena at the performance center. Like, oh man, like that would be my kind of luck. I would invest in something and then it's like a clunker, you know? Yeah. I mean, just think though, cause it's, cause back in the day, every WWE pay-per-view was sponsored and bought out. And I don't think there was anybody on this one. As no, the, I haven't seen anybody yet. Because it was like, WWF in your house, brought to you by 1-800-COLLECT or whatever. So just, yeah, I mean, that's got to suck for them. But, you know, another thing that WWE is doing, um, according to PW Insider, is that they're going to tape their shows at the Performance Center through WrestleMania. So they're not going to be live. They're all going to be taped. So, I mean, that, that, that kind of reveals your hands right there that people probably won't tune in to watch. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> if you Especially know anything... if you do, like, one match and then show an old match from, like, the Rumble or something. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if you know anything about Vince, that, that's not too surprising either. Um, you know, if you're going out of your element and changing the entire flow and layout of the show and just go into just a basic ring there will be an adjustment so i think taping it makes more i guess makes more sense just because it's not what they had been planning for a year so they have three weeks to make it perfect so i think taping it they you know if they have some errors in the matches just start it over and you know i think they'll be able to edit stuff together better so not totally surprising um you know, um, I kind of expected it to be live over the two nights, you know, but, you know, I, I think they're just calling as many audibles as they can. And I think they're just trying to make it the best they possibly can, I guess, considering the circumstances. Right. And, you know, we, I mean, we've talked about this before and you've mentioned it as well in the past that WWE has thought about making WrestleMania a two day experience. But this is not the kind of two-day experience they want to show people, I don't think. Especially when you've broken it up into two nights. And, you know, we we looked at the card and it was like, you know, they had it split up into two nights. And it's like, night one is going to be, you've got pretty much all the championships going down. Um... So that's what I'm I'm looking at this, and it's like, you know, Lesnar, Drew McIntyre, Goldberg, Roman Reigns, Becky Lynch, Shannon Baszler, the six-pack elimination match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, you, you look at it, and it's like, they really have no storyline for this SmackDown Women's Championship. I mean, it's like Bailey versus Lacey Evans versus Sasha versus Naomi versus Dana Brooke versus Tamina Snuka. So it's like where are we going with the SmackDown Women's Championship? Because apparently they don't have anything unless Ronda comes back and she's on SmackDown. Yeah. um, I mean, historically, a match like that is, you know, they do it for the the curveball, you know? Like, you don't know who's going to win. And then also, a lot of times, they'll do the, the, the stipulation where you know, uh, Naomi can pin Dana Brooke and still win the title. Like, like, um, Bailey doesn't have the, the champion's advantage kind of a deal. Um, so that way they say Naomi does win the belt, which I mean, a month ago, that was the rumor for, for that match was Naomi and Bailey 
So, but you know, they may do it where Bailey <clears throat> loses, but it you know she didn't actually get pinned. You know, so it kind right. of protects her and sets up you know maybe something for SummerSlam with them to just you know solo match and like, well, I'm coming back for my belt. I was never pinned. Blah blah blah. blah. So, um, so yeah, I don't I. I mean, I still think Naomi. Um, I mean, she had a huge pop when she came back to the Royal Rumble. I think she's super underrated. Um, so, I mean, I definitely could see that still happening. But like you said, like, I don't know. Maybe they don't have anything. Yeah. And, you know, them splitting up the cards and I'm just kind of... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Looking and it's like night one is your stack card. And then night two, I mean, they're not, they don't have it broken up at the moment, but I know that they talked about here's this night and here's this night, but it's like, which night is going to be your biggest night is that people are going to watch. Mm-hmm. Are they still going to be cool on Sunday or are they still going to be cool on Saturday? And then that can kind of determine, you know, if they move WrestleMania because they could, you know, they want to do that two night thing. So if Saturday and Sunday night, like I'd be okay with watching two nights of WrestleMania, but it's got to be really good for me to be invested for two nights of wrestling in a row. Well, the problem is, is ultimately it's never going to be as good as like New Japan, you know, because I mean, New Japan, like they plan out like a year to 18 months in advance. And like, if you go back, excuse me, if you go back last year when Kenny Omega left and went to AW, they just inserted Jay White into his storyline. You know what I mean? Like they didn't like redo the whole thing. They just they just slid in another player into that spot and they just kept rolling, you know? And so right. um you know, you look at this year's Wrestle Kingdom over the two nights, I mean it it it's gonna destroy WrestleMania. Like they're not even on the same page as far as match quality and you know, building rivalries and stuff, but you know, they'll they'll throw an angle together March 1st and then April 1st, it's a WrestleMania match. You know what I mean? Like, so they don't spend enough time telling the story. No. Mm -mm. And so, you know, you have a company that's just meticulous about their planning and obviously, you know, they have an incredible roster top to bottom, just like WWE does. But, um, I think it comes down to behind the scenes, like who's in charge and who's, booking the matches and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, I think it'll be good to see what they can do, but you know, I'm not expecting a wrestle kingdom caliber event so far. No, not at all. Unless they, you know, I see when they do WrestleMania weekend, like your Saturday nights, your NXT takeover and your Sunday nights, WrestleMania. So if they can, can combine those two kind of thing, I could see that being their two night thing, but not WrestleMania two nights. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. Um, I think they're gonna have to do something because, um, because I think it was like 
well, I think they switched this around in the previous years, but it was like Friday night was um, the Hall of Fame, Saturday night was NXT TakeOver, and then Sunday was the pay-per-view or WrestleMania. So if they're doing two nights of that, then, you know, does that bump the Hall of Fame to Thursday and TakeOver to Friday? Like, what, you know, does TakeOver just get implemented into the first night of WrestleMania? Like, what is, how how is that schedule going to work moving forward? Right, it's, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of of uh, things you have to take into consideration, like you said. I mean, it it moves a whole lot of stuff. Which that you know, whatever city has WrestleMania, if they go with the two nights and they move it to Thursday night, that's just more money being spent in the city for them. So it's a it's a win win for the city, and it's uh, more money coming into WrestleMania's pocket because that city's going to bid a lot of money for them. Yep. So. Um, another thing we could talk about is Rob Gronkowski being uh, in the WWE. Uh, a lot of people are kind of upset because when they posted the WrestleMania new graphic, they took off Bray Wyatt and put a photo of Rob Gronkowski on there. So it's like Brock, Becky, Rob, Roman, Cena, Drew McIntyre. So, yeah, I mean, it's... um. I don't know. It's just another example of, um, you know, Vince thinks he's a high profile star and he'll get eyes on the crowd and he'll, um, he's going to have that crossover appeal because he played in the NFL and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, they're not like, not every person you sign is going to be like Ronda Rousey. You know what I mean? Like, there's, no, there's going to be duds and, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be wrestling or he's just doing this like hosting thing because he's been doing some hosting stuff with the NFL this year. And uh, so, you know, we're not really sure what he's going to do yet, but I just can't imagine he's going to, you know, ascend to like a Brock Lesnar type of a level or anything, you know, so. No, but at least Mojo Riley's going to get more TV time. And thank God for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we put this up about a week ago about, you know, talking about Rob Gronkowski going to WWE and like people, you know, people were not too thrilled about it. Like, you know, you've got uh, Brad SMMP says, I hate it. Get ready for another athletic person who can talk but can't actually wrestle or tell a story. Um, let's see. One person was like smart signing by WWE as long as he can stay healthy. They need viewers now more than ever. And there's not a much better move than to bring in a genuine star from a sports people actually watch. Um, and then Tom underscore Cat one said he's a star and Gronk is already a character in his own right. So signing him is a smart uh, because it's going to be eyes onto the product. He'll have a run like Ronda and he'll go away for a while and come back when needed. And I think that you commented, you responded back to that person as well. But it's, you know, Rob, the thing is, is Rob's got a thing with, I want to say it's CBD or maybe weed, mm-hmm. I think. So I don't know how much that's going to come into play when it comes to WWE because they have that strict substance abuse policy. Yeah. So <clears throat> my only thing is that one comment that you read off about, um, you know, bringing a real star from a sport that people watch, like, that's kind of asinine because right now wrestling is bigger than it's ever been, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I know raw may not be getting the same numbers that it was getting in the attitude era, but I mean, you look at it, there's, you know, raw is getting around 2 million viewers a week. 
Um, SmackDown's doing about two million a week on a Friday night, which is insane. Um, NXT, you know, floating between half a million to a million. AEW, right around a million. Um, you know, you still have Ring of Honor stuff popping up on TV stations. Um, Impact, NWA, um, all the indies that you can access on Fight TV or IndieWrestlingTV.com. Um, you know, all the stuff in Japan. I mean, like, there's this is the biggest audience wrestling has ever had. And so I kind of don't, like, to me, it seems like Gronk would want to be involved with them just as much as he they would want him to be involved with them. You know what I mean? Like, it's a two-way thing. It's not like, you know, they're just randomly picking this guy. Like, Gronkowski's a fan. He's always loved the product. So, I mean, he wants to be involved with that as much as anybody else. And then you also look at, like, you know, Hollywood comes calling for the WWE too. You know what I mean? Like they're always on Jimmy Fallon. You know, you've had, you know, Jericho used to host a game show on ABC. He was the host of something. He was also on Dance with the Stars. You know, The Rock's the biggest actor in Hollywood. Batista's making a name for it. Um, John Cena is going to be huge in the next couple of years. Like, you know, like you, I don't know. You just don't have a ton of football players kind of doing what a lot of these WWE guys do. You know, you some yeah. of them will just retire and become football announcers. And I guess, I mean, that's fine, I guess. But, uh, you know, you don't have a lot of them graduating to Hollywood stardom and, you know, all this other stuff. So, um, anyways, that kind of no. ruffled my feathers. Um. So we, we do have a thing over on our Instagram that we'd love for you guys to chime in on. And I posted this up uh, over the weekend. And it's <coughs> name a wrestler that finally made it to a big company but was wrongfully booked with a horrible gimmick and was underutilized. Um, and our Instagram is Battleground Podcast, so you can chime in on that. Um, so a lot of people kind of chime in and think that Sammy Callahan is in that category. Yeah. I mean, they've got to... He's got to be in the top five, obviously, because of what he's done in Impact since he left, you know? Um, now he's got a feud with Ken Shamrock. Mm-hmm. Which that can be good, I think. Oh, yeah, most definitely. The fact that Shamrock is at his age and can still go is phenomenal. Um, I'm going to answer that question in just a second. Hang on. <laughs> um, let's see. Nope. 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 I'm on Google right now, if you, in case you can't tell. EC3. There's one. EC3 is really bad. Um, you know, the big thing with that is, is that it's not really the, it's not really the, um, um, <clears throat> it's not his gimmick, you know? It, it, I mean, he, he, um, you know, he, he he came over, and it's basically the same guy. It's just that Vince, you know, turned his nose up, and that's it. Um, I think uh, Dustin Rhodes, when he went back to WCW, and he was mm-hmm. seven, um, that was awful. That was really, oh, really... Oh, yeah. Um, a couple other people jumped in on this. Uh, Brad SSMP said Juice Robinson. Our friend uh, Steven said Terry Taylor. He hated the Red Rooster. Yeah, I think everybody um, did. <laughs> uh, let's see. PJ said DDP when he made it to WWF during the Alliance. Yep. Made him uh, the Undertaker stalker or something. Or he was stalking yeah, his wife. Yeah, that was, that was a weird one. Um, let's see. Lance Archer in TNA and WWE. 
Chris Hero in NXT the first time, and now Cody in WWE, Vader in WWE. I'm just a just a day piece of shit promo terrible. Uh, Sabu in WWE should have never signed him. It was never going to work. And the revival to the main roster, and then EC3 back to WWE. Was what Hot Pants Midnight said. Oh, and uh, one for for you is Okada in TNA. Hmm. Yeah, um, I think Impact, that's going to be one of their biggest, um, I don't know what you call it, regrets or whatever, but I mean, they uh, they brought him over and didn't know what to do with him, and you know, finally, after about a year or so, they, they let him go back, and then he just, you know, turns into the one of the top five wrestlers on the planet, you know? Most definitely, and uh, so there's there's that, so if you want to chime in, there's a lot of people that have commented on this so definitely go check that out it's battleground podcast on instagram that's where it's at um and i guess is there oh uh we saved the best for last uh so dark side of the ring we're supposed to get the two-part season of or the season premiere of the crispin wah story and all of a sudden you know vice was like you know what here you go everybody here's part one on youtube and let's just say that part one holy crap I mean, I, I I don't know what to say. Yeah, it was um, uh, it was it was really surprising they started with this episode, um, just because of how heavy it was. But um, and it was kind of cool seeing like the first part of the episode. It was kind of like half Eddie Guerrero and half Chris Benoit. You know, they right. kind of talked about both their stuff and um, but um. Yeah, it was it was heavy, and then I guess on Tuesday the twenty fourth, um, they'll drop the second part of the episode, and I guess that's gonna get into the the the, the really heavy stuff. So yeah, and but I yeah. mean, you mentioned before that we started talking was like, you know, as soon as part one ended, it ended so quickly. You're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I was, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, oh man, this is a two hour episode. I only watched the one episode. Dang it. So, <laughs> but uh, if you haven't done that and uh, you're kind of, you know, self quarantined or, you know, you're working from home, put that on and uh, just kind of take your lunch break at the house and watch it. It's, it's a good hour's worth of stuff. And, you know, if that just goes to show how. You know this season's gonna look. I mean, they're they're going to blow this season out of the water. Yeah, this they got like I didn't even know they're doing one on the Road Warriors, so mm-hmm. that's pretty dope. But um, yeah, this one, you know, I don't, I don't know if they just got more people involved or they had a bigger budget. I don't know what the deal is, but it's I think there's more stories this time and it's more like wide-reaching stories. So um, yeah, we're pretty pretty stoked about it. Because there's also one about Snooka and his girlfriend. Oh, the uh, one he murdered. Mm-hmm. There's one on New Jack. Uh, let's see. I know that there's, like you said, the LOD one. Raw for all. Mm-hmm. They're doing the one where David Schultz slapped around that reporter. Mm. Um, and there's quite a few other ones, but this is the this one's the heavy hitter, like. I'm just like, woof. Yeah, I think this is the one everyone has been waiting for. So I guess, you know, come out of the gate with with the hot sauce and, you know, give give people what they want. So. 
most definitely and us as wrestling fans it is uh very good to watch that one and it's you know it's really cool you know that people are actually wanting to do this because some people are like eh, i don't know and you know you look at jericho's doing it and he i think he's narrating this this whole season like last season was dutch and i think he's doing it and you, you don't see anybody tied with wwe because the moment that like uh you know i know i think vicky guerrero still had some kind of like wwe thing but when she started doing that aew stuff they're like nope no more yeah so i mean i think I don't know when they filmed all that, but I mean, at one time, <clears throat> they all were WWE. Malenko, Jericho, Jim Ross, Vicky. Um, I think they talked about somebody else. But yeah, so... Um, yeah, these shows were really well done, and you know, we loved the first season. We were lucky to talk to Dutch Mantel last year. Um, he was the narrator last season, and I think he was on one episode at least. He might have been on more than one, but he um, was on the Bruiser Brody one because he had like close ties with that situation. Right. Um, but yeah, so that episode we've been talking about is on YouTube right now, and then the second episode will be on Vice TV um, if you subscribe to that. So yeah, so go subscribe to that and also subscribe to this podcast and tell all your friends to subscribe to the podcast because the more people subscribe, the better we uh, are getting up there and we can do more cool stuff because I think what we're going to do is, you know, this is a little bit ways away, but uh, once we hit a certain number of subscribers to the podcast, we're going to do a big giveaway. And I mean like autograph stuff, possibly pay-per-view chairs. Eli's seen the pay-per-view chairs before. so I have. And for those that don't know, <clears throat> excuse me. At the big pay per views, the first like four or five rows um, ringside, they do like custom graphic chairs, and it's got the graphics of the pay per view and yada yada yada. So when you pay the money for those ringside seats, you get to keep those chairs at the end of the night, and so th- the chairs kind of become collectible too because it's tied specifically to that event and they only had x amount per event so um but just being with the radio station as long as battle has he's they've he's just accrued some over the years so yeah and i'm looking at a fast lane chair from 2017 right here in my home studio um i think that's the one that's got goldberg on it i don't know i've got one that's there's chris jericho on there and a couple wrestlemania ones and so, yeah, so we're going to do a big thing. So make sure you tell all your friends to go subscribe. Give us five stars. Leave us a nice comment and review because that helps us get pushed to the top. And then we can do this really awesome giveaway. And then make sure that you follow us on uh, Instagram. It's Battleground Podcast. Twitter is Battleground IHR. And we also have a fancy, handy-dandy website. You can go to battlegroundpodcast.com. And that's where you can buy our merch as well. Boom. There it is, um, and uh, that's going to kind of wrap up the show. It's it's uh, been fun kind of sitting here with you guys for the you know the past little bit talking yeah. about wrestling and you know taking my mind off of what's going on outside my front door of the craziness that's going on in the world today. Yeah, we, we tried to stretch it out. I mean, you know, obviously there's not a ton going on right now, and a lot of people are canceling stuff and shutting down, and yada, yada, yada. So you still got the big boys you know, WWE and AEW still doing a lot of stuff. Um, 
I think Ring of Honor stopped everything for the, at least a little bit, and then NWA's yeah, they... kind of postponed some stuff. So like, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of hard to like keep it keep it going when the, a big part of what you talk about is stopped. You know, so like we're trying to trying to stay active and trying to like keep throwing stuff out there, but some of these shows may be shorter than others just because there's not a lot going on right now. But but we'll keep plugging along, right? Maybe what we'll do is we'll just, you know, send suggestions out there and me and Eli will sit and watch a certain pay-per-view and then we'll just review that as an episode. There you go. That'll be fun. We could do that. So, uh, yeah. So if you have any suggestions or if you want us to talk about something or, you know, whatever, just shoot us a little tweet, 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 tweet over there. Uh, Battleground IHR is where we're at on Twitter. But uh, that's going to wrap up the show. Um, I'm going to go and just... uh, self-quarantine and play xbox probably for the rest of the day sounds like a solid plan sounds like a solid plan so um until next time um happy trails adios we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the battleground podcast make sure you give it five stars and a nice review to stay up to date with the show follow them at battleground podcast on instagram guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.